from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT here on the the Tuesday, January 7th. But it's hard for me to say 2020. Somehow it's 2020 already. It's funny how I felt like 2019 really didn't speed by, and, and now it feels like it absolutely did speed by. So we're here in 2020 on January 7th, and a happy Tuesday to everybody that's out there. Definitely appreciate you being a part of the show. First full week of 2020, first full week of January that we have here. And women's basketball has always been a huge part of the broadcast for all the years that I've done this, really from MU courtside back in 03 all the way to where we're sitting right now in, in 2020. Mike Wheeler of the OCC Lasers women's basketball team was a part of the show in hour number one. And Gabby Holko is with us here from Susquehanna with the River Hawks women's basketball team in hour number two in Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factories. What's popping? Letting you know what's coming up in the show. Mike was first. Gabby coming up right here. And then you see that microphone on fire. That means the ingredients to success is having a nice uh, rejuvenation as we step into the new year inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Find what fits you at Charney's today. Make sure you head out there, whether you're dressing up or dressing down. They're known for having having their tuxedos and their suit game and all of that on point, but they also have graphic tees, jerseys, all types of sports apparel, and you can dress down and go on vacation. For those of us up north that are going for a few days to anywhere there's a warmer climate, you can definitely get the apparel that you need at Charney, so make sure you go there for that as well. Gabby Holko has been a tremendous person. I've known her for just about a couple years now. She Went into my alma mater last year at Marywood University, came in with intense energy and took over a program where she really had to get these players to believe and to find some positivity to find one another. And she did that. One of the greatest moments in 17 years of doing this is is being inside of that locker room when they were, you know, winning and able to win a playoff game and, and move forward and do what they did at home and have success and really just build new grounds for Marywood University to walk in there and have the song All I Do Is Win playing and to see this team celebrate. The type of energy that she brings has been tremendous. Her positivity has been contagious. And she is somebody that I look forward to always having in my corner as I'm always there in hers. She's at Susquehanna this year. She's first-year head coach there with the team, and the team is 8-3 and three right now as they move forward. She's always expecting more, always pushing for better. But, you know, an 8-3 and three season and a coach that says, we should have done this, we should have done that, that breeds success to know that there is no complacency when it comes to Gabby Holko. So it is always an honor and a privilege to have her on the show. And from the day she stepped into Marywood until as long as I'm here on this planet, she's got a place on the show because of the type of personality she has and the amount of work that she puts into it. Good people always have a place here on Wake Up Call. So with that long-winded intro, Gabby, I welcome you to the show, but you deserve it, so that's why you got it. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me on. Sorry, my uh, my cell service isn't too great where I'm at right now, um, but thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to be on talking with you. 
No, absolutely. I, I said that I gave you a long-winded positive intro that you were just going to say thank you for because you're very humble anyway. So hopefully you got to hear part of it, but I do appreciate okay, what you do good. in the community. <laughs> well, good. How? I mean, before we get into basketball, how's life? How did you end 2019? How's 2020? How's everything going in Gabby's world? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, 2020 has been fantastic. I mean, 2019 was fantastic for me. Um, I got to end the year at Marywood um, with a semifinal loss to Cabrini in overtime, which was something that no one thought would be possible for us at Marywood, um, which was very exciting for me. And to end that year on a high note, um, then I had the opportunity of coming to Susquehanna, taking over this women's basketball program. And since I started my position in June or July, I can't remember if it was the end of June, early July, um, just been going nonstop. I mean, this is a fantastic university with great people, um, and great athletics. And it's somebody that we are always believed in here in our athletic department, that we can be the best in the landmark. And I think that's something that as our women's basketball program grows, that we can strive for. Um, we've started this year out fantastic. We're eight and three right now, just had a good weekend to start off 2020. Um, so it's looking promising. Speaking here with Gabby Holko, the head coach of the Susquehanna Riverhawks women's basketball team. The decision to go over, we spoke about that, Susquehanna. Hindsight 2020, I know you're only 11 games into your first season there as a head coach, but what made you want to go to Susquehanna? And then 11 games in, what are you seeing in that hindsight 2020? Yeah, absolutely. Um, As I said before, Susquehanna University had always been on my list of schools that I would look into if their positions came open. I mean, Susquehanna had a coach that was here previous. He was here for 14 seasons. He's now the assistant coach at Bucknell University. Great person, great guy. Um, and he decided to leave, and, and this job came open. And I, I talked about it with a buddy that you know, Enrico Mastriani, and just kind of picked his brain about it. I mean, I didn't really want to leave Marywood. Marywood um, – gave me my chance as a first-time head coach and we did something good in the first year so I was really looking forward to year two we brought in nine freshmen um and just after talking with my family and just just really pros and cons list I'm a big list person um is a great conference we're in a landmark conference it's always very very high we have Moravian we have the University of Screen we have Juniata Elizabethtown Drew, Goucher, I mean, we did have a, a stacked conference, um, both men's and women's basketball. And it's a great school academically. You can get a great degree here. Um, our alumni base is fantastic. So we are able to connect our current students with our past students and try and get internships. Um, but it's just a great place to be, and I couldn't be more thankful to be here. Um, hindsight 2020, I think that I – in my life and in my um, opinion, I think I made a really good decision on coming to Susquehanna. Um, we're eight and three right now. Um, Eleven games in, we finish our non-conference schedule tomorrow at Lancaster Bible College, um, and then we start our landmark. We start our landmark conference with Goucher at home on Saturday. So we're looking to kind of shake up the landmark a little bit. We got picked seventh out of eighth. Um, Last year, they only won three landmark games, so people are seeing us as that underdog, and you know that I, I've said this to you multiple times, I love being that underdog, um, yeah. and I think that our team is our team is really accepting that role as well, because we're going to just surprise a lot of teams, which I'm excited about. You know, and that, isn't that the beauty about it? I think it's, and I don't know how everybody takes it, but 
you know, in the beginning, you know, for, for me, I look at that and I'm like, oh, you know, being the underdog and you feel like you don't get respect and that sucks and, you know, you want it and you're working for it. But as I get older, I like when people underestimate me. I love going to a chess game and sitting, and I'm being figurative because I don't know how to play chess. According to me, from my childhood, I thought chess was just pretty looking checkers. So I played it like checkers because that's what I knew. It looked like the same board. I don't know why people were trying to confuse me with things. So when I look at sitting down and playing a chess game with somebody, I love when they think I'm stupid. I love when they think I'm not ready. I love me because because to to sit across from somebody that has no idea what they're up against. That is a beautiful thing. So I, I don't know if you feel the same way about this because you just made mention, but obviously you want respect and you want a good rapport. But at the same time, when people underestimate you, underestimate your team, underestimate your capability, it makes things so much sweeter. And I got to tell you, Gabby, I kind of I kind of have really uh, adopted that being the underdog thing. And I don't think I want to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that, Dan. Um, I think a lot of the time is people just see what was and a big thing with us here at Susquehanna is we're changing. I changed up our system. We're playing a little bit different. Um, we have multiple kids on our road that can absolutely just score the basketball. And you know, I'm a very defensively minded person, um, but we've been really getting out in transition and running and having, we've been at about 72 points a game and more. Um, so it's, it's a, and I think I think this year is going to be a big year for us. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting year. Um, I've consistently talked with our kids about yes, be, being that we are eight and three right now, which is a great start, and we're just about to start our conference, which everybody's zero and zero. I mean, I think a big thing with that is we got to remain humble. You can't just you just can't say oh we're having a better year than we did in the years previous, but. You have to remain humble, but you have to have that little confidence about you that we can do what we think we can do. Um, and we talk about it every day in practice, every day after games, when things aren't going our way, when things are going our way, is you just have to remain humble and see what's there. Um, and you have to attack it. You have to attack the game plan. You can't just get down on yourself. I'm a very positive person, and really spreading positivity to our girls this year is something that's that's really changed our style of play a little bit, which I'm excited you spoke about the fact that when you were looking at the decision of Susquehanna, you spoke with Enrico Mastriani. He's, he's obviously been a, a tremendous, Enrico's one of those people that I've known him for, I think five years, it's five years, but uh, to know him for five years, I feel like he was there when I was doing MU courtside. I feel like I've known him, you know, my entire connection to Mary, what I feel like in some ways I've known him my whole life. What can you say about Enrico? And cause I, I'm going to, I'm going to give him, you know, I always give him the pleasant jab, so I'll do that in a minute. But what can you say about Enrico and, and maybe the friendship you built with him that even though you were at Marywood for one season, when you were thinking about this job at Susquehanna, you went to him, you went to his advisement. Just what you could say about how quickly maybe you, you built trust with him and built a friendship with him. Absolutely. I think Enrico is somebody that will be a lifelong friend for me. Um, I actually had the opportunity when we played at Marywood this past season my, with my Susquehanna team. I stayed after um, just to hang out with my coworkers from Marywood and watch Enrico's game, and I had no idea that it was going to be his 100th win. I actually yelled for the game. I'm like, why didn't you tell anybody? And he's like, well, because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and it was, it was just somebody – it was nice to be able to spend that time with him after he got his 100th win and just to be able to – really pat him on the back. I think he does a great job patting others on the back. Um, 
and just giving him that sense of worth. And he's doing tremendous things. I mean, he has done great things at Marywood with the men's basketball program. And people saw them as being the underdog this year after losing Tip Swartz and Jeremy. Um, but they're doing great things right now, and I'm excited. I mean, he's somebody that we still contact each other here and there. Might, might not be every day, might not be every week, but one of us will give each other a call or shoot each other a text, and it just sparks up conversation. But Enrico will be somebody that will be a lifelong friend for me for sure. I have to ask you this, Gabby. You know, not seeing me razz him on the regular when I drive down to to Scranton and to do that that dual show with you. Do you miss the dual show and do you miss the opportunity of of seeing Enrico on the hot seat? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that was always that was always pretty comical and I loved it. So, I mean, I, having a lifelong friend is something that's that's great and I feel like the three of us all built a, a bond this past season which goes such a long way and and for you Gabby I mean you're young in this game you know that this is this is awesome that you've been a head coach at Marywood you're a head coach at Susquehanna what can you say about blessings appreciation hard work and determination kind of putting it all together because you I mean I look to you and I look to people like Enrico and in in my own story and a lot of people around this world that I've been able to meet that we don't really care what other people say and we don't really care about precedence we we're all fun. We're all too fine in starting our own precedent. And somebody might look to you and say, well, you know, you're too young. You, you got to wait to be a head coach. You got to do this. There's a there's a scheme and a way to go about it. I was told I couldn't broadcast until I was 30 or 31. I started at, you know, 22 professionally. So I love breaking down those walls. What have you learned about the fact that you have gotten avenues and opportunities? You've worked your tail off. You were a player what can you say about the blessings that have come from hard work and determination and really not caring what maybe the rules were or what the old way was, but, you know, being a young head coach and getting your career started early, just, just what you can say about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think a big thing with the success of myself, um, with being able to get, um, head coaching jobs early in my career, it's because of the people that I have around me. Um, I got the opportunity to start coaching down at Misericordia, which is in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Um, and I had some great mentors down there. Um, my boss, who was Allison Kern, um, she hired me to be the women's basketball GA, and I'm forever thankful for that. Um, but I had other mentors, such as the the current athletic director who was there, Chuck Edkins, um, and then the former athletic director who was the current athletic director at Scranton, um, Dave Martin, who they really were in my corner a lot of the time, and they really just pushed us as our GA during our GA ship is to always work hard. I think a big thing at Misericordia is their graduate their graduate assistant program, um, and it's it's awesome because you're there for two years, you're getting your master's paid for, but you're also being able to start your coaching career. Um, and a big thing with that was recruiting. I mean, you have to be able to show that you can recruit, um, especially at the Division three level. I mean, we're selling the academics of the school in which we are coaching at. Um, we don't have athletic scholarship. We only have academic aid and then our the financial aid that comes with FAFSA. Um, so I think a big thing was, as a GA, learning how to recruit and how to run a program. I mean, we didn't have the most successful years as a GA. I mean, we did not win many games, uh, but I learned a lot more than just winning when I was a GA there. And then after that, I got to work for an amazing boss of Kate Costanzo at Allegheny College, who she is now, I believe, in her 13th or 14th season in Allegheny. Um, and Kate and I had a really long relationship. She recruited me out of high school. I ended up not going to Allegheny. I went to Westminster College, but Kate, once I was graduating with my master's, Kate reached out and said, would you be interested in this assistant position? If so, apply. 
I applied and I was able to go to Allegheny, which is a little bit closer to home for me. Um, but after being at Allegheny for one season, I realized all my basketball connections, all of the basketball AAU programs that I had connections with were all out in the eastern side of the state. So I wanted to get back out that way. Um, and then I had the opportunity to switch it up a little bit. And a lot of people thought I was crazy. I went the JUCO route um, and worked for Joya Whittington, who is the current athletic director and head women's basketball coach at Division II um, Junior College, Lackawanna College in Scranton. Um, that was just different. It was different. I got to really diversify myself and my coaching style being at the JUCO level. Um, you have teams that have five Division One players on their team, or you have a team that's struggling to keep afloat. Um, and that's just the JUCO love. Um, and there's just moments where you could have a whole team, you cannot have a whole team. And at Lackawanna, we really prided ourselves with our team is keeping them academically eligible, because if you're not going to be academically eligible, then you're not going to be to an NCAA route. Um, then when I worked with Joya for that year, we had a fantastic season. I believe we were like 25. So we just missed going to the national tournament. Um, lost in the semi, lost in the semifinal regional game, um, and that bumped us out. But after that, that's when Marywood came open, and I just applied for it. Joya was in my corner 100. Uh, percent Kate Costanzo was in my corner 100. Um, percent And they just said apply for it. The worst they can say is no. And I think a big thing. Um, in coaching, and this is just going off of the gender side of it, a lot of young women such as myself, normally you find things on why you're not ready to be a head coach. Um, and I, being that I have great mentors in my life and people that I can really talk to, they just said, hey, what's the worst they can say? It's no. So I applied. I ended up getting the Marywood position. Um, I knew that I needed to go in there and recruit um, and really build up our team that we have there. I mean, we only ended the year. We had eight players and we ended up 13 and 13 and 14 um, and just missed 500, but it was a fantastic year. And I, I, I really, really loved coaching that group. And then we brought in nine freshmen who I believe all nine are on the team um, this year, maybe eight. I think they lost one, um, but Mary would always have a special place in my heart just because they gave me my first chance at being a head coach. Um, and then, like I said, when Susquehanna came open, I talked with the same people that I talked about when I applied to Marywood, and they all said, go for it. Um, and they were all in my corner. I think a big thing is, and I actually was talking with our men's assistant coach here at Susquehanna about this, and I was only a head coach for a year, and I decided to leave and come over here to Susquehanna. Why did I do that? And I think a big thing is I have confidence in myself and who I am as a coach, um, simply because I have people that are confident in me, and they, they talk it. We talk all the time. I think the biggest thing in coaching is always being personable. I think being yeah. kind and being nice and just knowing that we're all in this together. Yes, at the end of the day, we want to beat each other, but if we can share stuff and we can learn off of each other, I think that's going to help us all grow, and I think that's the philosophy that I have. I'm just a very personable person, love to keep uh, connections with people, and just really just make myself better through other people. That coming here this morning from Gabby Holko, Susquehanna Riverhawks, head coach of the women's basketball team. And, and Gabby, you know, your story and, and building connections, it, it all comes down to relationships. And that's, you know, that's what life is about. It's how you treat people, especially in, in, in a world that is more and more distant, more and more, uh, I can't look you in the eye or I don't know how to talk to people. You know, we, we've, we, with technology, there's a lot of good, but also, and I utilize what I think is the good part of it. But the other side of technology is, is losing the fact that uh, you know, people people don't have that that bond, and 
and genuine you can't fake genuine and and i think that that's that's something that goes such a long way so you talk about your history and you talk about your time and how you got to where you got to and a lot of that is just the type of person that you are you know again you know you walk into a room or like what a couple days the weekend that you got the job at marywood i gave you a phone call you were so positive you're so happy and excited to get on the show and talk about it and everything like that. And then I got to go down and, and see you and be around you and, and, and do a ton of opportunities where we're sitting in the same room doing the show. And you've always had that personality and that positivity that has made, you know, somebody feel comfortable and that genuineness that you tell your story and that, you know, personally and professionally, you're just a good human being. I do want to make a note, though, that being a good human being and all the good things you do, you're still a Duke fan. So <laughs> as much as I can build you up, I, I'm like, you know, I'm just so I got I got to ask you now. Now, last season, there was a Duke and Syracuse game and there's a lot of people wearing Syracuse inside of the dome. They're going they're coming back to the dome on Saturday, February 1st. The game time is not set yet. Will you be venturing back to the dome? Will you be wearing blue? And, and, and just why Gabby, I like you for so many reasons, but I'm, it's, this is, this is a tough one for me. So, yeah, I, no, we won't be, we won't be venturing back to Syracuse this game. Um, we have a game ourselves that okay. February, that Saturday, February 1st, but, uh, I would love to, um, I am somebody that I really, a lot of people all the time. And this is, I went to an Eagles game and I wore a Steelers jersey and the Eagles fans are probably, I, I hope there's no Eagles fans listening, but they're always, they're, they're pretty ruthless yeah, um, in are. the aspect that you don't really want to wear an Eagles, I mean, a Steelers jersey in an Eagles stadium. But I'm always that person that I just laugh at situations. And as you said, like, I'm very positive. Life's too short to be negative and to yeah. hold grudges and to just be mad. I think, I think a big thing with that is just the, my family life and, my brother's situation where things were just taken a little bit too short. So it's, it's, I've just learned that life's too short to be anything but happy and positive. And there's days where I'm down, but at the end of the day, I got to realize that I'm breathing, I'm living. Um, but I'm a Duke fan. I've been a Duke fan all my life. Talk to my older brothers. They're going to tell you I'm a bandwagoner. Um, and that's why I got on the Duke chain. But for some reason, I just always loved coach K. I mean, as a, as a young, as a young girl, I mean, I was just, always into basketball. I started playing basketball in my third grade year when I transferred to a Catholic school from a, from a public school to a Catholic school. Um, and I always loved Pat Summit. I mean, the women's side, I was always yeah. a Tennessee Vol fan just because of Pat Summit. And then I got into the men's side of it and really liked Coach K. I think everything that Coach K speaks and the way that he just presents himself and his team, I just love everything about it. Um, and Duke has had some great players. I was a big J.J. Redick fan, yeah. um, a big Oak fan. I think there's just there's just a lot of good players that have come through there. Um, I really wasn't a Grayson Allen fan, and I can honestly say that. But I loved the fact that he made everybody so angry, and he just didn't care. He just went out and played every single day. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always be a Duke fan, and if we ever come back out to the uh, the dome, I will be wearing my royal blue. So that will happen. Well, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, when I saw you there and got a big hug and spoke with you about it, I didn't get any, I didn't get any hate from Syracuse, which was good. Yeah. So apparently, Absolutely. apparently your positivity and your smile outweighed the fact that, that I was standing next to someone in royal blue. So Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, but be, you know, before I let you go, I do want to go back to that Marywood game, uh, Araya Angst, Kate Riley, Emily Theobalds, Kylie Wires, Morgan Shamro, the list goes on and on. Like you said, you recruited a bunch of people to come in. 
these were a bunch of young women that you got to help in, in the time period that you were there. There's there's so much to be said about the players that, that, that you had and in, in the experience that you brought. When you went back to Marywood for this game this season as a head coach of Susquehanna, how did the players receive you after you had obviously gone there and tried to you know help them build to a better future and you brought so much positivity and then you left? I'm sure it's bittersweet and there's a lot of emotions and it's hard. How did they receive you when you went back to Marywood? Absolutely. Um haven't really talked to the girls much after I told them that I was leaving. I think a big thing for me, Dan, was um, when I decided to take the Susquehanna job, uh, I called each and every single one of our players on our roster, even the kids that I um, I recruited, the nine of them, and explained to them that I would be leaving and going to Susquehanna. I thought that I owed them that much yeah. um, to have a, a phone call conversation, and if they needed to meet in person or had any questions, I wanted to answer but I could. Um, so after that, I kind of, I kind of didn't really talk to them much more. Um, I knew that it was going to be a sore subject. I mean, they were sad that I was leaving. I was sad that I was leaving. We built a great relationship while I was there. Um, but they knew that I was doing this to better myself, better my career. And they understood that fully, which I was very grateful for. Um, but when we were going back to Marywood, I mean, I talked to my Susquehanna team and I said, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a grinded out. I said, they ultimately want to beat us. I mean, any given day, any team can win. Um, and I told our girls that our energy had to be high. Um, we went into Marywood. I, I saw some of them before the game. They waved. There was no, never, ever any hard feelings from what I have felt. Um, I talked with Jen Carlton, who took over the program, which I'm hoping for success for them there at Marywood. Um, and we talked before the game and just about how Marywood, how her time in transition at Marywood's going, how my transition at Susquehanna is going. Um, and I'll always be in their corner. I think that that's something. They're not in our conference. They're in the Atlantic East, so I can I can cheer them on and hope that they get to back to that semifinal game and can get to that championship game. Um, but playing the game, I mean, blinders are on. Um, I love my Marywood girls, and I love that team, but – I had to coach up my Susquehanna Riverhawks, and we had to re- we knew what we needed to do to win, um, and we did just that. We came out on fire. Um, we we took the lead pretty early, and we were able to just hold that lead for the rest of the game. Um, we went back at halftime, and I told our girls like, "There's there's being that we're up right now doesn't mean anything. This team can come back, and they can fight, and they can grind it out." And I knew that personally, so I needed my my Susquehanna girls to really just step on the gas and keep it going. And they did just that. Um, after the game, obviously hugging everybody, got to chat with Raya and Kate Riley, um, which was really nice. I think, I mean, just saw Raya last night had foul trouble in the beginning of the game. They had a 18 point deficit and she scored 24 of her 26 points in the second quarter. I mean, second half. I think Araya is a fantastic player. And I think that she's going to have a lot of success in this last season at Marywood. And I'm, I'm, I'm always cheering in her corner. So corner. So I'm looking forward to seeing the success that they have. How is the conversation with, with Jen Carlton to, you know, obviously, you know, for you to both be in the state of Pennsylvania, you're in different conferences. Like you, like you said, you can cheer on each other. You're not playing inside of the same thing. They're the Atlantic East. You're in the landmark. What was the conversation like with her and maybe uh, if you feel like, you know, you can build or, or have built maybe mutual respect? Oh, absolutely. I think there's mutual respect there already. Um, I think a big thing was I wanted to leave Marywood better than I found it. Um, and I think a big thing with that is I wanted to leave everything 
in line for whoever was taking that job over. Um, and I left, I left folders. I left basically everything. I'm a very, very, very big organized person. So I left everything as organized as possible. I left it with assistant athletic director, um, Nikki Malloy, and she was able to, give that stuff to Jen so that when Jen got hired late, I mean, she was hired in September. No, not September. Yeah, it was September. It was late. Um, but she was able to just come in and just have things that were ready to go. Um, and that's something she texted me right then and there when she got the job and just said, thank you so much for leaving this as well as you did. Um, and I just said, you're welcome. I mean, I, I, I would want that for anybody. Um, and I think that that's just, that's just my personality. Um, I think that just being able to have her continue the success of that program is going to be fantastic. And they're having a, a an up and down year and that's okay. That's, that's the game of basketball. Everybody has those. Um, but I can see her turning that around and I'm excited to be in that corner with them. But Jen's a positive person. I mean, from my conversation, we've, they've been far and few, but she's just positive and she's looking to build something at Marywood and I'm, and I'm looking forward to being in that corner. So. And would you like to, since they're out of conference, would you like to keep scheduling something like that? Is that something you would look to? Oh, absolutely. We are already scheduled. They will be coming out to us. I believe it's that first weekend or second weekend in November. So we're going to continue this game. I mean, when I was at Marywood um, and Jim Reed, who was the coach at Susquehanna, I emailed him about scheduling this year's game, not knowing that I was going to be in Susquehanna and Jen was going to be at Marywood. Um, and he said, oh, Gabby, that Marywood and Susquehanna have been playing for the past like 10 years or something. So we'd love to keep that going. And I agree with that. I think keeping keeping rival rivalries going and just playing the same some of the same schools it's, it's nice to have on your schedule so and a final piece for you as we're here with gabby holko susquehanna riverhawks women's basketball head coach uh, just what you could say about it as you step forward on your season we've talked about the fact that you're eight and three at the time we're talking uh, four and one at home four and one on the road and zero and one on neutral court you have lancaster bible this week and then it's goucher and, and the rest of the landmark from here just what you could say about jumping into it. You've had one game in the conference with Juniata, and you won that game 78-69 to on the road. What's 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 the thoughts going in here? One more non-conference game and then inside of the landmark, just where the team's at, what you're looking forward to, kind of to bring everything back at full circle from what we had started talking about at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think a big thing for us is we just had a weekend, our first tournament in 2020, um, St. Mary's uh, College of Maryland tournament, the New Year's Classic, and we tipped off against Christopher Newport. Christopher Newport has been in the Sweet 16 for the past four years, um, and we were tied with them all of three quarters. So it was it was crazy. It was a it was really good going into that game and being able to go toe to toe with a very top Division three program. Um, so we ended up having a lull in the third quarter and they scored eleven points and that's what they won by. But we were tied the first quarter, second quarter, and fourth quarter. So it's really exciting to see how we play. But then we came back and we weren't as consistent against St. Mary's and that's something that I have really preached with our team is that we need to be consistent. It can't just be here and there. We have to consistently play the basketball that we know how to play. Um, and a big thing for us is we have Lancaster Bible, and I tell our, our kids all the time is they can't take any team for granted, and we've been going into every single game knowing that 
there's a possibility that any team can win. Um, and then we have Goucher coming to our place on Saturday. Like I said, the landmark conference is pretty tough. We beat Juniata on the road to start off our conference, so we're 1-0. Um, that's the first time in two years that they have beaten Juniata. And Juniata is a fantastic team. They have a six foot four post player, Gracie Stoffer, who is a force on the inside. And our post players just did a heck of a job on controlling her, and our help side was there, and we were able to just knock down shots, which is something that I'm fortunate that we have a ton of people that can score. We don't need to rely on just one or two kids that can score. We have about four or five kids that can score in double digits, which is really exciting. Um, and we're finally full go. We haven't been haven't been full health in all season. We had two of our um, we had two of our post, starting post players from last year that were out until this weekend. Um, our starting point guard Amanda Lemire, Lemire has been out with um, a groin hip in she's slowly coming back so it's 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 going to be excited for Susquehanna women's basketball and I'm looking forward to really growing this program and making it a a winning culture and getting back to the top four of the landmark um, the landmark only takes four teams to the playoffs and we're looking to compete for that fourth spot so yeah you know and you have you know obviously a lot of great stuff happening in Sealands Grove which I actually know about Sealands Grove because one of my good friends that I went to school with uh, is is from that area, so I'm sure that I mean, ha, have you did you know a lot about Sealands Grove beforehand? Is this something that you've gotten to know? What do you think about the community? Oh, absolutely! I did not know anything about Sealands Grove. I knew we were in Central Pennsylvania, and that it was a little bit closer to Pittsburgh, but did not know much. But um, our community in the Sealands Grove area is fantastic. I mean, we just had the Sealands Grove area junior high girls basketball team. They came to our game uh, right before Christmas break against Dickinson. Um, and it's just great. You have a lot of support, especially on campus. I mean, our president, President Green, he is at every single game. I mean, when I say he's at every single home game, he is sitting behind the banks of both men's and women's basketball games. And just having that and knowing that sense of pride is something as a head coach that really makes me thrive. Um, and it's it's it, we have we have professors that come to games. We have just other staff that come to games. I mean, we have a solid group of Susquehanna University st- like community that just comes to every single home game that they can and it's 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 great it's great knowing that um and we're looking to build the our our women's basketball program in the sealands grove community pretty pretty high we'll be running some uh clinics and youth camps and high school camps and all of that so that's something i'm looking forward to once season's done to really sit down and start mapping all that out but the community is fantastic we have great local restaurants great local shops um so it's really it's really nice to be here that coming from gabby holko the head coach of susquehanna river hawks women's basketball team gabby as always i appreciate it i appreciate everything that you're doing in the community and uh, and you know kind of like with Enrico you know the moment that you met me you got me in your corner so my best to your family and to you and thank you for always taking time with me here and, and thank you for what you're what you're doing not only at Susquehanna but for women's basketball and for young women everywhere it really does say a lot about you know the fact that this isn't just about you it's about them too so I, I do appreciate that. Dan thank you so much it's always a pleasure being on and getting to chat with you a little bit. All right, and listen, keep liking your your Duke team, but beyond that, I agree with you on most things. So that's good. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, Dan. Thank you. Take care.